Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Sarah coating services, laser engraving, and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000 and at VeritasTactical.com Veritas Tactical You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift It's time for the Buff Show 100 year Look, here's the lives It's just, it's a, I mean you think about it and no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by, uh, by President. Stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, what's this thing called? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go from Go, Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Map Off Show. Great to have you guys with us on this terrific Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. That horrific Buzz Lightyear movie came out where they got rid of Tim Allen and uh, put some, you know, lesbian kiss scene in there and stuff like that. And it was just complete bomb. Top Gun Maverick, one of the greatest movies of all time, beat the movies, beat a Pixar movie in its opening weekend. And Top Gun Maverick's been out for some time. You go woke, guys, Pixar. You're not infallible. You go broke. And that's what we've seen around the country. And the Putin price hike blame continues. The pandemic blame continues. And inflation is going absolutely through the roof. And now Biden's saying uh, it's all climate change. We're going to go to our friend of the show, Gregory Wrightstone, a geologist and the executive director of the CO2 Coalition in Arlington, Virginia, best-selling author of the book, Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. And Gregory is joining us on the show today. We got the links on the buffshow.com, by the way, for that book. Greg, great to have you. Oh, good. Yeah. Amazingly, the book was back to number one bestseller on Amazon a week and a half ago. And I have no idea why. Uh, yeah, that's sarcasm, I, right? <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I, I, I mean, it's been four years since it was published. and uh, so Yeah, so that was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, because Biden out there blaming everything but his own policies. And uh, you mentioned in this article, we're going to post this article to where he praised high gas prices. He said, when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels when this is over. He doesn't care because if the world ever got to that point, he'd be long gone. Said that during a press conference in Japan. Um, Found that pretty remarkable. And he said a lot of the same things during the campaign. And uh, it's just not possible to get away from fossil fuels, though, is it, Gregory? No. And you know what? This is all by design. This is what he they wanted and needed high gasoline and fossil fuel prices, uh, natural gas, gasoline, diesel. 
their plan was to get that up to six and seven or eight dollars a gallon. But they were going to do their plan was to use carbon taxes. Uh, and so they get a big influx of money into the government that they could more uh, wastefully spend again. Uh, but, it, you know, the market forces have conspired to drive up the prices without them getting that tax boost. Uh, and so, again, they needed this 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 high price to try and convince people to go over electric vehicles. Uh, and they're saying, well, now it's a lot it's a lot less expensive to drive an electric vehicle. Well, it wasn't a year ago. Uh, it was a lot less expensive. This is all manufactured on his part. Uh, if you look at what he's done, if you had set out a year and a half ago and say, okay, these are the things we're going to do uh, to harm the fossil fuel industry, to harm the oil companies and natural gas companies, he's done quite a few of them. Uh, my suggestion was... To open up, there, there's some things he could do today that would drive down, at least psychologically, might, the, the actual oil coming on market might not be for six months or a couple of years, but psychologically would indicate the United States is serious about uh, producing, uh, and, and I don't like to use the term uh, energy independence. I like to use the term energy dominance. We were energy dominant just a year and a half ago, and now we're crawling on our knees to Saudi Arabia, to Venezuela, to Iran, countries that, that really don't like us very much. And, um, and he could, right now, what he should do, go back, revisit his, his decision to cancel leases in Alaska. There were two big ones in Alaska that he canceled. The National Petroleum Reserve, different from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is in Louisiana, and also ANWR, the uh, Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Both of those are some of the largest accumulations of undeveloped oil in North America. And he canceled any development on those. He just canceled uh, leasing in the Gulf of Mexico, which provides about 10% of the oil production in the United States, is the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, what he needs to do is, is reconsider his, his cancellation of the XL pipeline, bringing 830,000 barrels of oil a day down from Canada. Now, bear in mind, some of that oil is coming into the United States, but it's via rail car, which is much more expensive and a lot more dangerous. Uh, and then significantly, what he can do is uh, roll back some of these regulations and, and hindrances that we have uh, on pipeline construction. Particularly, if we look in the eastern United States, uh, there are huge natural gas shale plays in Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio and Northern West Virginia that are just remarkably large, largest accumulation of natural gas in the world by far. Uh, I was the co-author of the first peer-reviewed uh, comprehensive paper on the Marcellus Shale, the largest of them all. Uh, and so I, at that time, I actually might, Matt, it'd be interesting to know, I coined a new term in 2008. Uh, the term I coined was mega giant. A giant gas field is three trillion cubic feet a supergiant's 30 trillion TCF. And I coined this new term for this was megagiant, 300 TCF. There are only four megagiant fields in the world. Three of them are in the United States and two of them are in the Eastern Appalachian Basin. And it's just an incredible resource we have there. But all the pipelines out of that area are at capacity. Uh, it doesn't do you good any good to drill more, more gas if you can't move it. 
Uh, he needs to he needs to expedite this. There's there there are seven pipelines right now that could be uh, green lighted, and he won't do it. No, there's no chance in heck they would do it because Greg they would peel off the last fifteen percent of support they actually have for this regime and alienate their environmental liberal crazy base. That ain't happening whatsoever. I think we're stuck here in this downward flux. You know, it's interesting. I got this clip for you. They blame everyone and everything except their own policies, which is ridiculous. And their inflation numbers are wrong. So one day it's climate change, like you said. And and by the way, guys, in four to five minutes, Greg just gave a solution to get gas back down to three bucks pretty quick. <laughs> but they're not going to do it. They can't peel off that last 15%. But listen to this nonsense. This is the clip of the week. From the propaganda minister over at the uh, White House. News is Peter Ducey pressing the White House on this comment. Watch. Why is the president saying <laughs> that inflation is worse everywhere but here? As we have said, uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is. It is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once-in-a-generation pandemic that we are coming out of, and also uh, most recently uh, the war that uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation. Absolutely, though, he says that inflation is worse everywhere, but here that's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying? That? I think what we are saying is that. Uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. This is something that everyone is feeling because of coming out of a once-in-a-lifetime once pandemic, because of the war that Russia has started in Ukraine. Nonsense. It has nothing Absolutely. to do with Ukraine. And Greg just proved it. That's why I want to play those clips. You just proved it by talking about the leases. Well, and think about this, too. They're, they're blaming it on your Ukraine and the, they're, they're saying oil prices have skyrocketed because Russia's off the market. Well, they're not off the market. They're back selling huge amounts of oil to at discounted prices to China and to India. Both uh, their Russia is now the largest uh, oil exporter to China, which is the world's largest importer of oil. So oil is fungible. Now, by that I mean it, if you put a, if you take a barrel of oil from Russia, it doesn't have to go to Europe. It can go to China, and that's one barrel of oil that they don't have to buy from Saudi Arabia. And so as long as that oil is getting on the world oil market, it's having effect. Uh, and it, so it's not really uh, all this Russian oil is being taken off the market because it's not. Uh, Indian and China are, are buying huge volumes of this heavily discounted Russian oil. Uh, what we need to do is, and I hate using the all of the above energy because I tell you what, wind and solar right now, I talked to a woman yesterday in Idaho. She called, I need help. I'm going to help. We're going to help her. We're going to blow. There's a 70,000 acre wind facility. I hate to call it a farm. It's an industrial activity. These, these wind turbines are as high as 900 feet. That's higher than the Seattle uh, needle, which is, and it's incredible. They're going to have, it's near the, just some of the most scenic areas of the Western United States. And, and this is just one large project. There are other uh, wind and solar projects in Idaho that are going forward. And these, these things just don't make sense without the subsidies. And it's just, it's a blight on, on the, the, the scenery, uh, 
the ranchers aren't going to be able to ranch there anymore. And U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service uh, allows 15,000 bald eagles a year to be to be killed by wind turbines. And they're okay with that. Just do, fill out the paperwork. Go ahead. You can kill. Yeah, you're, they, they give a number of bald eagles for each one of these facilities that they're allowed to kill without being punished. And as long as you fill out the right white paperwork, that's just fine with them. It's, it's horrible. If you're not angered about that, you ought to be. Uh, it's it's given carte blanche to kill our nation's symbol. And it's, it's the golden eagles as well that are being killed. What's the uh, penalty if you shoot one? Uh, yeah, thousands of dollars in jail. It's it, yeah. You're, you, yeah, you're exactly right. Well, there was a company that just got fined eight million dollars. This was oh, two months ago because they killed 150 bald eagles. And the reason they were fined, they hadn't filled out the paperwork. Oh, so they got fined. Had they filled the paperwork out, it would have been fine. But they didn't. The reason they didn't fill the paperwork out was intentional because if they had waited, it would have delayed the project long enough that they would have lost. Uh, there were certain subsidies that had to be used. So they made somewhere 80 to $90 million and paid an $8 million fine. And so, yeah. you know, part, part of doing business is killing bald eagles. And it just is. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, Matt, you know, you, you, these proponents for wind say, well, 20 times as many bir birds are killed by cats every year. Well, that's true. But the birds being killed are, spar you know, these common sparrows and robins. Uh, Apparently, he's yeah. pretty good. But I tell you what, if you've got a cat that can bring down a golden eagle or a bald eagle, I'd keep your grandkids away from it because that cat's that's, that's one bad cat you got right there. Um, yeah. Those those that are being those are the ones being killed by these turbines. That's right. That cat doesn't exist. Just like the common sense policies to save Americans money does not exist with this regime. Everybody, check out inconvenient facts: the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. We talked about it big time last time on The Buff Show, and it's great to see it's back to number one on Amazon because people are looking for solutions. The Americans are looking for solutions, and Greg provides them. Thank you, Greg, for joining us on the show. You betcha. All right, sounds good. We'll be back on The Matt Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Hey, Matt Buff from The Buff Show. I love being in the middle of nowhere with the family. Problem is, I can't get any service out here. I wish there was a better solution. Maybe like a satellite phone or something. Let me head back to the office and check this out. All right, let's check this out. Satellitephonestore.com. Oh, look at this. Very cool. Do I need a satellite phone? Well, it says satellite phones provide voice, SMS, and data services anywhere on the earth. And you don't have to rely on cell phone networks. Very cool. Satellite phones work everywhere when you're outside. All right, what's this? Why do I need a satellite terminal? With one of these devices, you can stay in communication without a dedicated satellite phone. Better yet, you can text, call, and depending on the device, use all your favorite smartphone apps too. Hey, what's this bivy stick? The new Bivy Stick is the smallest and simplest to use radium global satellite communications and tracking device in the world. Wow, the smallest and most simple satellite communication device weighs just 100 grams. About half the weight of your cell phone. Look at this, one to three days delivery. Very cool. Call 941-841-0844. I will do that. 941-841-0844. Visit SatellitePhoneStore.com for special offer. Or you can visit SAT1234.com and mention The Buff Show. 941-841-0844.
Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game, and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Due to Father's Day, Moms for America Mondays is now on Tuesday just for this week. For America is on the front lines, providing the support and resources to help moms raise a mighty generation of youth filled with the knowledge, courage, and wisdom to raise the standard of civility, secure the blessings of liberty, and sustain a free and prosperous America. I truly believe mothers are the last best hope in America. And together, through the Mothers of America, we have the power to not only restore the Republic, but secure it for generations to come. Welcome, Rebecca Ricks, to the Buff Show, who is joining us from my state of Florida. That's awesome. She is president of the Florence Alliance. Everybody check out MomsForAmerica.us. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Yay, thank you for having me. Yeah, we were going to do this last week, but uh, you got caught up in the wilderness there, and then we had our big Father's Day thing, so I'm glad it worked out for today. (laughs) Yes, perfect timing. So how is things going for you in Florida? Good. There's a lot of issues we're trying to work on. I guess we always say that every issue is a mom issue. So everything um, and with our organization, we're really looking forward to the elections coming up. We have uh, primaries coming up in August, which is where all our school board races are. So here in Florida, we're really focusing on the elections coming up. Specifically, school board and county commissioners are August 23rd. So if you're in Florida, vote August 23rd. And you got to register to vote because Florida is a closed primary. Yes, and by closed primary, we mean that you can only vote for a Republican if you're a registered Republican or Democrats if you're a registered Democrat or independents if you're a registered independent. And most people don't realize that. They go in to vote and don't realize uh, that you have to vote the, the party ticket, I guess like you can call it, here in Florida. Except school board races, you can everyone can vote for school board races. Speaking of schools, let me play this for you. This is pretty remarkable. Um, this is a black teacher. I guess this is some sort of summer school program. Um, well, let me just play for it, and I'll get your thoughts. Okay. 
Add one. Face up. On the count of three. One, two, three. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the Afro-American people. Under God, I will protect freedom. Seek peace. Honor our ancestors. And encourage and support the development and prosperity of people of African descent. You may be seated. You may be dismissed and fired, you freaking racist. <laughs> That's like watching them. Yeah, what do you think of that? That's like watching a white nationalist. That's a black nationalist right there with the flag and everything behind her. Send her back. Send her to the homeland. She's never been there. Send her to Africa, and she can do that propaganda. Complete racist garbage right there in the classroom. Unbelievable. And to just say that, you know, kids are very, very, very impressionable. Children are impressionable. I don't know if you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher, and I've had lots of kids do a lot of things. I've had kids. I like Star Wars. I've had kids go watch all the Star Wars movies so that they can talk to me and discuss Star Wars. So just the fact that you have that influence over kids to pressure them into, into your area. They don't know. They just know that you're an adult that they want to please. Um, so to really push any type of propaganda in our schools is um, completely wrong, no matter what your agenda is. Obviously, you have a personal agenda there. So for small children, uh, completely not appropriate for for any, really for any age, because any, uh, they don't really know what that means. They don't know what they're saying. Well, they see groups like yours out there and trying to restore some sanity back to our communities and they fight back this is them fighting you guys this is them fighting back saying we're going to get crazier and crazier and do more leftist things screw our reputations like the uh, abortion thing they're putting out the signs let's go riot let's go burn it down because of uh, roe v wade i mean they're the more groups like you that try to bring sanity the more crazy they get. Well, because I feel like they, they understand that they're starting to lose. They're starting to, people are starting to see and they're getting called out on it. Before they could do a lot of this and I don't want to say in secret. I mean, it's gone on for a long time, but more and more people, their social media, they're not afraid to put it out on social media, which makes it even scarier for all the things that we don't see. For every teacher that puts it out on social media, there's probably 10 that are doing privately, quietly in their classroom. So that's the main thing. Parents need to be vigilant, need to know what's going on in their schools, need to be there and be involved. And I think more and more people have. When they realized that the masks, we were forcing people to, kids to wear masks when it was completely not effective, um, then it opened the door for us to be able to see all these other things that they've been forcing and putting on us, an agenda without asking us. Just pushing a, a specific agenda. Well, I'll be glad when I'm when June's over um, between the pride stuff and the Juneteenth crap and all this other stuff. I mean, I guess I'm glad it's not happening during the school year, but this is expanding this these things that are trying to infect our kids. It's expanding. I don't know if you heard about the new Buzz Lightyear movie. Um, they didn't invite Tim Allen back. They feature a lesbian kiss. Saudi Arabia was up in arms about it. China was like, we're not showing it. And here in the U.S., it was the worst release for a Pixar movie ever. Yeah, they don't understand that. that yeah, they, they don't understand that the people of America do not put up with this garbage. And if you try to keep pushing this stuff, 
they're, we're going to fight back. You go woke, you go broke kind of thing, but it's just bad for business to try to alienate such a big group of Americans. <laughs> it is, and it's really sad because um, when you go to Disney, it's all families. Really, that's their market. I, when we, yeah. I don't need to specifically say Disney, but any of these big companies, I feel like they forget who their base is. Like your base for Disney Plus, your base for Buzz Lightyear is parents who are taking their children. So if you get a bad release on a movie, um, I think it was over $100 million that they put into this movie and they their box office didn't have hardly anyone this weekend. So you're putting all this money into a, a movie and parents aren't going to take their kids to see it. We've really got to hit them in the pocketbook, hit them where it hurts because they're going to continue because they don't, they, in their mind, they don't realize that the parents are seeing it now and that we're not going to put up with it anymore. Um, it's just not, it's not acceptable. That's not something that we want to do. Not no, it's not. Yeah. I, th I think the big, the main point here, my main part is let parents teach their child how they want to. If a parent isn't, um, feels comfortable with it, let them do whatever they want. Everyone needs to do it. But why push an agenda? Why do entertainment companies have to come become political? That's the big. Yeah, exactly. And Disney, they, they had a story this weekend where they said, we're not moving offices to California. I guess some people in Disney wanted to move some of the offices here in Florida to California. They said we're not doing that. Um, Disney has a real problem. A, a select few of their leaders decided to say this insane garbage on video call. They don't understand when you're doing a video call, Rebecca, that's going to get out there. And now they're reeling, and DeSantis is just punching them left and right. And you, like you said in the beginning, it's they're, they're hitting their own target audience. It's like a uh, John Deere blasting farmers. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not smart. No. And the problem is they double down. I mean, if it would have been one little interview with a, an executive, but they doubled down and said, yes, we support that. And not only do you support it, we're going to push that agenda in the future and every way we can. So I don't know if you've been on Disney Plus lately, but all of the, the Pride Month stuff is all over. You can't even really let your kids go on there. And I have a four-year-old. I don't want to have to start explaining things to a four-year-old what that means because he doesn't know. You know, he's he's four. But it still isn't something that I feel is age appropriate for, for any child. So I think the fact that they doubled down when DeSantis passed his law and they said, uh, okay, well, not only are we for it, we're going to do everything we can to repel that, um, which is the parent protection. So I think it's, it's going to be a problem throughout and conservative Americans are starting to wake up. Um, it's unfortunate because Disney is part of my childhood. They've always given a, a wholesome good versus evil message. Um, and it was something that we felt, I think a lot of parents feel betrayed because we felt we were safe with our kids watching it. I mean, we were safe um, letting them see good prevail at the end. And now it's become a total different agenda. Not even, not even what well, the Disney me and you knew the Disney, you know, the Disney Sunday night movies we grew up with. It's, it's a completely different culture now for them. Well, they, they messed up. They don't understand with our streaming services, all the content that Disney's made and Pixar has made over the last half a century, we have, we will take that and we will watch those only. All that crap you're making in the future. I, we have enough content from the old stuff to last us a lifetime. So we're good. <laughs> so, 
make all the woke garbage you want. It's not going to make any money. People are going to get pissed. It's going to run your brand. But we'll just take our old stuff, and you can't take that back. That's you right. can't take Incredibles back. We own it. <laughs> we all do. We've all got those DVD players. Actually, my mother-in-law still has VHSs of all the original VHSs from the Disney movies. So, yeah, we got them old school. That's right. You you know you can take them out of red boxes, but you can't take her VCRs. You can't take her VHS tapes. Those are those are hers. You can't remake those in the lesbian kiss movies. You can't do it. We already own them. Too late, Disney. You lose. <laughs> We're gonna let our kids watch the good stuff. I know it's it's too bad. I I, I am really sad about Buzz Lightyear. We're huge fans at our house. Huge fans. Huge, huge fans. Um, as a four-year-old, you know, I've let him watch Toy Story. It was a great, I think, you know, let, it's it's part of the plan. I hate to say that, but it could possibly be part of a plan. You know, they get us hooked and then they sneak it in. So we just need to be vigilant as parents to watch. In the schools, they slide it in and here they are. And now it's become blatant and a big, big push. So that's one thing we need to be vigilant with our parents, uh, parents across the globe need to do that watching watching what your children watch because i think it's in everything now you know we're, we're targeting disney but it's been on nickelodeon all of the channels that your kids watch you just have to be careful what what they are watching what they're saying and what they're seeing at all yeah time. yeah we have to be uh, more vigilant than ever in parents because they're hitting us on all these devices too not just the tv but the phones and everything MomsForAmerica.us, Rebecca Ricks, president of the Florida Alliance. Thank you so much for joining us on the show to break all this crazy nonsense down. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll be back next week with more Moms for America on Mondays. It's going to be great as we keep going on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, $7.99 burger and fries. Tomorrow, live music. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention The Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. 
since 2012. Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit Cellulartronics.com. Cellulartronics. Welcome back to the Map Off Show. There's another side to this abortion debate, and that's the economics of people moving from state to state because of this. Let's break all this down and what's happened in the past already with Andrew Crappichettis from Red Balloon. Thanks for having me, Matt. Nice to see y'all. Yeah, it's great to have you. And uh, we talked about Red Balloon last time you were on the show. Founded in 2021 as the solution to the ever-growing problem of government overreach and cancel culture invading the American workplace. And my goodness, do we have it invading the workplace, the the schools, and everything else more than ever. (laughs) It's a mess. These people are going woke like Buzz Lightyear, right? And they're going broke. That's true. That's true. No, and you see that any of the uh, the new Top Gun movie, which was um, not nearly as woke as Buzz Lightyear, is actually performing pretty well. So I think Americans are voting with their dollars. Um, they're also voting with their feet. It's pretty shocking right now. I've been looking at the data recently, and if you look at the number of people leaving blue states looking for freedom in red states, it is pretty shocking. In 2020, a quarter million net out migrators from New York. Uh, moved to places like Florida and Texas and Arkansas and Idaho looking for freedom. But what's interesting is not only are they moving, they're taking their taxable income with them. And it turns out when people who are productive leave your state, they take their money with them. And so $19 billion of taxable income annually left the state of New York in just 2020. And the same thing happened to California and Illinois. And a lot of these blue states, they're not only Um, going crazy woke, but they're also losing some of their best people. They're all moving where they can be free, where they're not going to be taxed as much, where they're not going to have as much regulation. I think that's only going to accelerate when when and if Roe versus Wade falls this week or soon. Yeah, no, that's just going to add to the problem. I'm glad you, you came on to talk about this today because we saw here in Florida the mass migration from, uh, Mostly New York. Californians kind of stopped in Texas and said, okay, this will be good enough. Yeah. But we, we see a lot from the East Coast here, from uh, from uh, New York and other liberal hellholes. And now the data is coming in, the actual data. I mean, my goodness, is it no, busy it's- here in Florida? But New York, there's parts where kind of a ghost town. <laughs> well, really. And, and so I was also just looking at the medical industry, right? When you start to look at Roe versus Wade, um, if you are going to have all these states are all of a sudden going to have the freedom to decide what their own abortion laws are, you're going to have doctors who are going to be moving to states where um, their, their uh, values align. Um, when you look at the number of unfilled openings in the medical industry, in 2020, in January 2020, there were 1.2 million unfilled positions. So we still are in a tight labor market. We go through the pandemic, 2021, still 1.2 million unfilled positions in the medical industry. Then all of a sudden you put in a vaccine mandate 
And the Supreme Court says, guess what? Medical personnel aren't allowed to make their own decision on this point. And you have a mass migration of people from places like New York to places like Florida. And you went from 1.2 to 2 million unfilled positions in the medical industry. But it gets worse for New York. There were a couple of hospitals up there that when they announced that they were going to do a vaccine mandate, they had to shut down um, their baby delivery section because they simply didn't have enough nurses and doctors. Um, you also had another hospital in New York that basically reported they had 30 patients per nurse because they just simply didn't have enough people. Because when you limit the people that are allowed to work for you and you tell them they're not allowed to be free anymore, lo and behold, they go find a place where they can be free. And this problem wasn't as acute in red states, but man, in those blue states, you're going to get a liberal senator up in New York who's going to you know, have a little chest pain and go to the hospital and no one's going to be there to help him. So it'll be an interesting time. And I only think the uh, abortion ru ruling will really accelerate that. It's going to bifurcate this country. You're going to see medical personnel who are voting with their feet, moving where they can be free. And that's what we're seeing at redballoon.work as well, where all these businesses, not just regions, but businesses are winning. When they stop doing woke, stupid stuff and they focus on freedom and just, you know, doing their job, right? You don't have to be um, a total right wing person. You can actually just focus on, you know, building your software, building your desks, and you're going to get great people who just want to be free to work. And when you do that, you're going to get the best people and you're going to start winning. So we're going to get winners and losers in this economy if people continue to focus on the woke crazies. We're going to post this article on the Buff Show site, and uh, it's it's good. current red states outperform blue states, and then the new abortion laws cause brain drain. That's true. You know, they tout this unemployment number, but they're including all these red states, and it's very it's a very good article that breaks it down. The, the liberal Washington, D.C. by Muriel Browser is at the highest at 5.8%. And then down uh, in you know Oklahoma, you're in the one uh, Nebraska and Utah, one point nine percent. Right. They're, they're like taking credit for a low um, un unemployment rate, but they're not counting all the blue state folks who have dropped out of the workforce completely and are relying on the government. And they're looking at the red states guys who are just simply going back to work. But like that hospital you mentioned, and how the blue states operate. They're just sitting at home is what they're doing because they are sitting at home. And, I, yeah. and if you look at the people moving into New York, so I said 250,000 out my, you know, total uh, net out migrators, but there are people moving into New York and a lot of people moving out of New York. The people moving in were on average earning $30,000 a year less than the people moving out. Well, what does that mean? It means the people who are moving into New York are looking for benefits and they're looking for government handouts. And the people who have been hard, uh, big time earners and making money are like, you know what? I'm tired of being taxed and uh, supporting all these people that don't want to work. And so, yeah, if you if you look at the top 20 states for the lowest unemployment, 17 of them have Republican governors. It is clear that we are creating winners and losers in our regions, in our businesses, in our states around the country. It's it's pretty shocking. And the data is um, just supporting what all of us probably knew was going to happen. Yeah, it's really not a big surprise. It's just kind of sometimes when you know you're right and you see it in writing that you were right, it's pretty impressive. But when you talk about that low rate of employment, the 30,000 moving in, that is creating a situation, too, of expanded poverty throughout the state and things like that. And then they're also busing these illegals from Mexico from the border 
into these states too. So there's another drain on the economy there that people aren't accounting for because we just hit a record with that as well. Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, when you've got a quarter million new uh, people coming in and who aren't, you know, look, if people want to come in and work um, and get get uh, and and pay their way, I'm all for that kind of thing. But I think when Democrats are just trying to get people to come in and vote for them, um, I am not OK with that. And unfortunately, I think there uh, a lot of these immigrants are being used as pawns by the left to try and push their agendas. And and look, that's going to kill this economy in 2020. Uh, government spending was 44 percent of the GDP. Well, when you have the biggest sector of the economy being completely unproductive, as the government is, um, you can't have a functioning economy. And when they're just focusing on bringing in immigrants so they can get votes, but they're not actually producing goods and services, the government isn't, um, you're going to struggle to have this economy uh, continue to function. And I think uh, we're, we're headed into some very interesting times, my friend. I think that uh, uh, stagflation is a possibility. But I also think that there's going to be, if you're willing to work hard, there's going to continue to be opportunities out there. If you're willing to stand for freedom as an employer, as an employee, um, there is good work to be done, um, even if uh, the Democrats are trying to wreck the whole country. Well, that's where Red Balloon comes in there. Talk about how you guys have been progressing with matching workers to employers. Yeah, I mean, that's it. We just feel like there's an opportunity right now to be a blessing to job seekers if they can find businesses who actually care about freedom, who uh, don't require a vaccine, who are focused on uh, building value for their customers and not building political correctness in the workplace. Don't make you put on pronouns or rainbow flags or any of those things, but just focus on doing your work that we could be a blessing to a lot of people. And it's actually been really fun. We've helped thousands and thousands of job seekers find businesses where they're allowed to focus on their freedom. Um, and we're actually starting to help businesses think through what does it look like to be a conservative in business who really just focuses on your work? And so, you know, do you have an employee manual that's not just borrowed from a big woke company, but is focused on uh, protecting the values of your employees. Um, you know, the Constitution is a really well-written document and should apply to all of us. Well, what if we think through what are the ramifications of some of the founding fathers' um, documents in America for our businesses? And when we've been able to help some of these businesses do this, they are really thriving. They're getting access to the best kind of workers, you know, the kind that aren't the uh, snowflake in the HR department complaining about every little thing but really just focused on bringing value to their customers, value to their business. And so we're just part of the party. We're part of the uh, ride for a lot of these businesses, but we're really grateful to be able to help people um, find great jobs, businesses find great people, and just focus on being able to do their work. That is a great deal. I want everybody to check out redballoon.work, right? There's a That's blog it. on there you can read with a bunch of helpful tips and things like that. Check out the marketplace. And of course, Find a job, and like Andrew said, a job where you don't have to put up a rainbow or a unicorn or anything, unless you want to. But a lot of people, as we see, Andrew, they don't want to. They just want to go to work without having this doctrination spilled out upon them with HR policies and stuff like that. They don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. They so don't want to deal with that. And, and you've got these DEI officers. There was a recent survey that only 18% of all employees in America actually trust the DEI officer 
for their business. So these people are um, not trustworthy. They're destroying productivity in the workplace. Um, and we'd love to get back to America where people feel the joy of a hardworking day and going home um, and not feeling like you have to follow all the right political correctness. The other things we're doing, we have a video game on there called Pronoun Landmines, um, which is really just trying to poke fun at some of the wokeness out there. I hope you enjoy that. And then in the month of June, we've been focusing on coming out conservatives. What are How can conservatives come out and just, you don't have to be shrill or silly, but you can just focus on, I'm going to stand my ground um, and I'm going to not go to that CRT training or that DEI training. And we give some great political or uh, uh, legal resources to tell you how to stand your ground as a conservative and not be pushed around by the woke mob um, in whatever business you're in. No, that's great. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I checked that out. Everybody check out the links on the buffshow.com too to Red Balloon we got on there and you can see all that stuff. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the show to break this down as this abortion decision comes down and taking it from the economic angle that we so we just don't hear anywhere else. So I really appreciate you breaking it down for us like that. Absolutely. I love being on the Buff Show. Anything I can do for you, just let me know. This is awesome. I will. Absolutely. We'll be in touch soon. Everybody check out redballoon.work. We'll be right back on the Buff Show. You stay with us. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. Great to have you rolling along with us on this Tuesday where big breaking news is coming out of the Supreme Court. Not just Roe v. Wade, but we're looking at some other cases. Let's go to our friend Rabbi Yakov Menken. Great to have you on the show. Great to be here with you. Our friend uh, Cindy Groves, who hosts a Jewish podcast, wanted to, us to tell you hello. Yeah, she's a, she's a good friend. She said you were a great patriot, and I said, yes, he is. I read some of your articles. I want everybody to check out the article we're going to post here on the uh, buffshow.com. It's Jewish progressives are dead wrong about a abortion justice. This is Opinion and Newsweek. So we're going to post that article that uh, the rabbi mentioned there. But you also had some breaking news on a case that just came out today, which is very big, Carson versus Macon. Can you talk about that one for us? Yeah, the organization that I serve as managing director, Coalition for Jewish Values, participated in an amicus curiae to the Supreme Court saying, look, this is an obvious case of discrimination against religious parents who want to choose schooling. And with the big debate that's going on in the country right now over parental control of education, 
Maine law actually said, if you live in a jurisdiction where we don't have a school, you can send your kid to a school of your choice unless it's a religious school. We'll give you some money to send your kid to school, but not to a religious school, even for the secular education. Nobody's talking here about giving money, tax money to religious education is talking about giving tax money to fulfill state education requirements in a religious school. And they weren't willing to fund that. Supreme Court said today that's unconstitutional, which is a huge win for parental rights and religious liberty. So can you give an example of what that means for somebody who wants to leave the public school system but couldn't afford it? Now they have a better option. Well, there's states across the country, Ohio, Illinois, where they've put in voucher programs. And in a lot of cases, there's been debate about, are you allowed to spend a education voucher to send your kid to a religious school where they will receive the secular education requirements of the state? The Supreme Court has now announced you have to permit that. That's a, again, it's a huge, it's not just about Maine, it's about schools across the country being able to serve more children. I mean, especially in the wake of COVID and how disastrously the public schools dealt with COVID lockdowns as compared to private schools. Parents are going to be choosing. It's worth the money. And now the state is being told, if you're going to support any form of alternate education, you have to support parents in the parochial schools too. So that's a good start and maybe a good lead into the Roe v. Wade case we're going to talk about here in a second. But you were very pleased with that outcome. Do you do you remember what uh, number was it? Was it six to three? Well, how, how was how did that break down? That was a six to three ideological decision. You can probably guess which the three votes were. Yes, I probably can. And that's unfortunate because they're the same three that voted against a Jewish bake or a baker not wanting to bake a gay wedding cake. They voted against that individual right. It's just really scary how ideological some of these justices have become. It's, you know, if if we didn't have, um, one of the things that people talked about about the previous administration was that it changed the judicial system for decades to come to strict constitutionalists who will actually look at the Constitution for what it says and not what it, they wish it would have said. Yeah, Roe v. Wade is a classic example, by the way, of yeah, judges is, deciding a case based on what they wish the Constitution would have said. Absolutely. <clears throat> that takes us right into the Roe v. Wade case. But you're exactly right. That is Trump's lasting legacy, the Supreme Court. And that's why you see angry Democrats in Congress saying, maybe we should just expand it. Maybe we should expand the court until we get what we want. But Rabbi, wouldn't the expansion just continue on until there's 47 of them, depending on the administration that's in power? <laughs> I, I, I think that there's a slippery slope here that they're recognizing. Uh, the truth is that Trump couldn't got have gotten through half of his nominees if uh, Harry Reid had not changed the rules for filibusters on judicial nominees. The only difference that the uh, the previous uh, government, you know, that they made when Trump was in power, is that Mitch McConnell said we're going to apply that to Supreme Court justices too. If you're going to change the rules for every other kind of justice and every other level, 
but happens to be that Trump made massive changes at that level also. So we now have judges for decades to come who are going to actually judge by the law. And again, not by what they wish the law would have said. Let's dive into this article. Jewish progressives are dead wrong about abortion justice. This is a Newsweek article. We're going to post that link. We're on with Rabbi Yaakov Menken. He's managing director, Coalition for Jewish Values. And you talk about in this article, and I was going to ask you, there's a lot of left-wing Jews out there that are standing there supporting Roe v. Wade, which is um, basically they're saying abortion access is a Jewish value, plain and simple. But that doesn't really make sense when you look at the tenets. No, that's that's definitely not what the Bible has to say about the value of life. And uh, basically, Judaism itself is not about us making all kinds of choices with things like life. There's obligations and requirements and rights, yes, but that, that goes into a scope where you also have requirements and obligations. And one of those obligations is to protect life. And there's been a lot of distortion in the public debate. You're right about what Jews say and also what about everybody says. I mean, what yeah. it is to be, it, it I once uh, recently, I was in a conversation with someone who said, well, you know, I'd like to say I'm pro-life, but I believe in preserving the life of the mother. And I was like, who ever told you that's not a pro-life position? In fact, if you ask Americans United for Life, they will tell you there isn't a pro-life national organization that isn't promoting a law that has a carve-out for the life of the mother. Everybody believes the life of the mother has to come first. That's the pro-life position, not the pro-choice position. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And this goes beyond Judaism. This goes into liberal Christians as well in our faith where we have people out there in churches and other dioceses talking about how they are pro-choice, that, that the government, what they always say, the government shouldn't be involved. Well, that's what the Supreme Court decision that's coming down says. The government will no longer be involved. We're going to create more democracy and give it back to you, the people. <laughs> that's That's one of the classic distortions about this whole debate is that the court has no ability to stop a person from getting an abortion or to make a person get an abortion or anything like that. They only have the ability to tell you whether a particular law comports with the Constitution of the U.S. And there's certainly nothing in the Constitution about abortion. It's something that states or the federal government get to decide. And that, you know, that's, look, that's the American system. It's the American way. Certainly from Judaism's perspective, and, and I think in any religion, it's actually really offensive to claim that a medical procedure is tied to a particular religion. Well, I love how in your article, when you talked about the Jewish rally for abortion justice, you use the term boulder dash. We don't use that enough. We need more, <laughs> more terms of boulder dash. You use that in the article. Very good. You know, I wrote that article a month ago. You have to remind me what I said. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, okay. I know, I know. obviously, I'm still on point because this is stuff that we believed for about 3,300 years or so. But when it comes to, you know, what I actually said, I didn't remember I used that term. That's that, you know, thank, thank you for pointing that out. 
Yeah, it's so good because I can tell, you know, when you can see somebody's writing with emotion, this is great. You said the transparent and patently dishonest message of the Jewish rally for abortion justice is that valuing life is neither a matter of common sense nor an American principle, but rather a patriarchally Christian tenet and further a tenet that constitutes a violation of the much ballyhooed separation of church and state. Boulder Dash. <laughs> That's well, look, it's true. I mean, this is something the founding fathers were all deeply religious. They did not believe that separation of church and state meant that religious values are not allowed to be reflected in American public policy. That's a crazy idea, especially when it comes to a moral question. Where do we get morality from, if not the Bible or our own warped thinking? And that, that's the thing. The left would like you to believe that their warped thinking has to be taken at face value as if it were some form of, well, excuse me for borrowing the term, gospel. Well, the Jewish faith and the Christian faith cannot pull an AOC and talk about other religions because if you truly believe in your faith, God says, I knew you when you were in the womb and before you were in the womb. So that makes life at conception have more of an argument. But AOC goes out and say, well, different religions promote different things. Fine. Let's take the Jewish and Christian aspect out of it. And let's just follow the science, shall we? Oh, no, we don't follow the science unless it's political expediency. That's a really interesting point, because everything we've learned since 1973 about fetal life is that it is far more vibrant than we knew previously. They didn't have ultrasounds in 1973. Now they've gotten to the point where we understand that not only is a baby in the womb learning to recognize his or her parents' voices, but actually recognizing musical tunes. Start playing the crib, you know, the whatever that thing is over the crib to the baby before he or she is born because they will be soothed by that music more when it reminds them of the familiarity of the womb. That's an incredible concept. And of course, it's entirely predicated on the idea that the baby in the womb is alive and thinking. Yes, indeed. And that's why also they place the baby on the mother's chest right away to calm a baby down if there's some sort of issue. The best thing you can do is that skin to skin action. Those feelings that the baby has immediately didn't just start upon exit. They have had those feelings in the womb. And That's hearing right. the heartbeat. Yes. Hearing that they also by that, not just any skin, but right there to hear the mother's heartbeat because the baby has learned that that's a comforting sound. Rabbi Mankin, can you come back on the show after this comes down, this uh, comes down from the Supreme Court and we see a little bit of reaction from the, the riots that we're going to see? Can you come back on to discuss that? Uh, ab absolutely. I, I don't look forward to any rioting, but I'd be glad to discuss the outcome. Yes, that would be great, because like we said in this interview, it actually is coming back to the states. And we earlier talked about on the show the economic impact of that. With, with Rabbi Mankin, we can talk about the emotional impact and what it actually means. So one for one on Carson versus Macon today. Let's hope the Supreme Court continues this good tra trajectory and does the right thing. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Very good. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to more victories. Absolutely. So are we, especially in this day and age. <laughs> we'll be... We'll see you tomorrow on The Buff Show. You guys stay smart out there. Dr. Ben Carson will be here to break down the case as well. You guys stay smart out there. We'll see you next time.